Hello, welcome to Over the Knee. I'm Cynical Dom on Tumblr, and I'm here with... I'm Amy Submits on Tumblr. So, this podcast is going to be messy. Um, we got a kind of a big ask that I think we kind of have multiple points we want to make on it, so that might take a while. Um, and a couple other questions from other people, and then maybe an update um, yeah. to something that we're going to do. So, this ask is really long, but... Um, I'm just going to work through each part of it. So I'm just going to start off by reading it. Sounds good. Um, So it says, um, Allow me to start by complimenting you both. I very much enjoyed your blogs. When I came upon them a few months ago, they were an oasis that you and Cynical Dom seem to have a dynamic similar to the one my wife and I share. That is, we are not at all dungeons and leathers and strict protocol and slave positions. For lack of a better word, we are totally quote-unquote normal husband and wife raising our kids in the suburbs suburbs at least we appear that way on the outside um so like i thought that alone was interesting just in that we kind of had that same experience too um i had known about domestic discipline forums for a couple of years before we knew about ds and then we found ds through tumblr um i think prior to that we both thought that dominance and submission were just like a sex thing we didn't know Mm -hmm. it could be a relationship style Um, and I kind of had that experience, but with, um, like Dom with Penn's original blog and, uh, there used to be a vagina and MA girl who was like a husband, wife, and then like kids and, or at least a kid, I don't remember, but, um, and so I like really felt like that too. And then it took me a while of being on Tumblr to recognize that, um, a lot of that really comes down to a bias, I think. Um, I think like most people who practice BDSM or DS, either one, are going to look normal on the street. Mm. And so like it's kind of funny, like it kind of plays into our last podcast, like of are we normal? But I didn't mean to say that we're normal despite being DS. Like I think most people who do DS are mm-hmm. relatively normal. Um, but it takes working past like those like kind of stereotypes that we have of what it looks like, I think, to recognize that would you agree with that yeah that makes sense um like that being said like it does surprise me like uh i don't know maybe i was just really naive like i didn't know that like open relationships or um were like really a thing did you or like swinging or um like playing with other people like i think well sorry yeah i knew they were things i didn't know how like numerous they were but i knew they existed yeah um like, it took me a while of being on Tumblr to kind of adjust to seeing people, like, suggest, like, well, if it's not working with your husband, like, maybe open your marriage. Like, because I just had never, I, I think I knew that, like, some people did that, but I didn't think of it as, it's, I guess it just surprised me that it's a relatively normal concept within the BDSM world. Mm. Um, so that was an adjustment, but... Um, I think, like, those people, they still are going to look normal on the street. They just play with somebody, like, on the weekends or whatever. It's not. um, The next part of this is, but inside of our dynamic, things are very different than those around us. She has rules. There are punishments. I'm the leader or head of the household, and we have kinky sex. We've been doing this for two years now, and I sense that I'm a bit of an outlier in the sense that I'm a man who has discovered DS and brought it to his wife. And uh, he means he's the dom. Uh, from my research, it seems to be the woman or the submissive who stumbles upon DS and struggles for a way to broach the subject with their boyfriend or husband. Do you think that's true? The submissives always bring it to the dom? 
I have no idea. I have. I, I mean, I've seen that happen a few different times. Yeah, I feel like I I see it pretty equally both ways. Mm. Um, but I think um, Tumblr in general seems to be primarily submissive women. At least, maybe I'm in like a bubble and I don't realize it, but I don't see. I only see like really a handful of active like male dom bloggers. I think I've only ever seen like a few like female dom bloggers too. Like it just seems like submissives are just more prone to blogging. And so maybe that kind of adds to that like bias that makes it seem like. Um, and just off the top of my head, um, and I'll link these in the description of this podcast, but um, two blogs that are still active that I know of where the dom brought it, the male dom brought it to the female submissive is um, Dom with Pen Returns and I Could Be the Walrus. Um, but I'm sure there are, you know, obviously there are more, but those two, I know that was their situation. But um, so then further in the ask, um, it says, uh, I would like to submit some, some suggestions for topics to be considered for your podcast. As I mentioned, I'm the one who brought this to my wife. She's been incredible in taking this journey with me and has really grown into it. Initially, she was fearful that she would lose the quote-unquote us that she loved. Um, we did not have a bad relationship, quite the opposite. Um, we've been married a decade and things have always been very good. We've had our issues, but we are certainly not a case where DS um, quote-unquote saved our marriage. Um, it has enhanced it considerably and definitely improved it. While in the beginning she was trepidatious for fear of losing us or unnecessarily challenging our relationship, she now sees that the dynamic has made it stronger and really ignited things in the bedroom. Um, would, would you say that's us? Yeah. Um, like, I wonder if... Uh, Eventually, without figuring out DS, if the relationship would have blown up somehow. Our relationship? How come? I don't know. So you feel like it did save us then? That's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't know. I think it's a possibility. Really? I don't think so. I don't think you can miss what you don't know exists or what you've never had. Yeah, but I think Well, if I, you're unsatisfied for a long time, I think that can build up. But I think that's the thing. You think we were unsatisfied? Um, I don't know. Because I didn't think so at the time. Before, like before we started, Didi, I didn't it, think so. Like I knew we had like some sexual issues, but they didn't. Like, I didn't feel happy, or, sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I meant the opposite. I didn't feel <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> I didn't feel unhappy in the moment, but, uh, like, you really don't think you would have went crazy without? <laughs> crazy? Um, I don't know. It is funny, I guess, because, um, like, when he says it didn't save our marriage, like, uh, we weren't, we had never like seriously talked about breaking up. Mm -hmm. Um, we had never, um, like we had all intentions of 
you know, buying a house and having babies and, um, you know, the same like end goals that we still have. Mm. Um, and I didn't think I was unhappy. I thought we were like luckier than like the average couple. Like I thought we were happier than the average couple. And I don't think that was wrong, at least not in like our social group, what we think normal is. Um, but at the same time, I absolutely feel like I need this for my sexuality. And I think um, we are so much more in sync. And um, I don't even know really how to describe that. It feels like we have like absolutely like clicked in a new way. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't that we did. It wasn't that we did, felt like we weren't connecting before. It was that we didn't know it was possible to click like this. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's why I would say, like, could we go back? No. We we could not go back because we would see what we were missing now. But I'm not sure. I don't know if we we just had never figured it out, figured out DS or that it existed. Um, I don't know. I think I would have just thought, like, I'm kind of weird sexually and I don't have much of a sex drive and um yeah I think that would have been a ticking time bomb eventually yeah I guess I can see that because on one of our ends yeah because well and it's it gave so much more to you once I was able to enjoy things more Mm -hmm. that it dramatically impacted our sex life because we both it fueled it fueled me and that fueled you and then you being into it fueled me further. And so, um, yeah, but it definitely doesn't seem like we were in a bad spot. So that is yeah, weird. That sounds, I agree with that. Um, but anyway, and I kind of think, um, like maybe not. So I guess like maybe in a sense it did slow us from, a, or like stop us from like a very slow and painful relationship death or something. But, um, my, like just I have this is like completely me talking out of my butt but um my instinct that is that like that story of like you're just so miserable and then you like discover DD and then uh you stop having the power struggles and you start being this really well balanced um flowing relationship is kind of uh made up isn't it like, that's just my instinct. Like, if you have, like, a marriage that's on the brink of divorce and then one person takes control and the other person starts submitting, like, I don't think, unless you just both desperately needed DS to begin with, like, I don't think that's typically the answer to, like, solving marriage problems. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, there's no way of knowing, but I would share your suspicion. Yeah, like, it's always just kind of felt like like an erotic novel mm-hmm. basis more so than, like, something that happened in real life but again i have no idea that's just me okay so then the ask continues in <laughs> sounds like you said the ask <laughs> the ask <laughs> continues um <laughs> it's a big ass <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry to whoever this is <laughs> in her own words she feels more confident beautiful sexy and powerful since becoming ds all of this is great but sometimes i can't help but but feel that she's just doing it for me that this isn't something that she actually needs she sometimes says otherwise, and or she, sorry, she says otherwise, and I try to take her at her word, but when she struggles to submit or fails to live up to her rules, 
and then complains about getting punished or even can't believe that I'm going to spank her for an infraction, the doubt seeps in. I start to think that maybe for her, this is just for play. Because having it be play doesn't work for me. I need it to be real, otherwise it feels fake or feels like role play. We've discussed it, and she's, she insists that it's not, but when she doesn't take her rules seriously, again, the doubt creeps in. Do you have any advice here? I'm going to keep going because I think the next part is relevant. Um, since I'm the one who stumbled on this and I'm the one who did the research and figured out how to do Diaz, I brought her along with baby steps. At times, I've encouraged her to do some research herself, but she has yet to. She's shy and reserved and I think uneasy looking into this stuff. Um, she's only comfortable being kinky with me. She's not comfortable researching it on her own yet. Yet I think she would grow more into the dynamic if she would research it. Um, I also think I would have a better sense of what she wants out of our DS if she looked into it herself more. Um, my sense is that you have both done extensive research on DS. Do you think it's essential that my wife do her own research? Do you think it's important? What What's interesting is she says that she sees me as the leader, so she assumes that I can lead us in DS with no need for her to research it. While we are 24-7 DS, ours is pretty casual. She has rules and expectations. While I punish her from time to time with spanking from her infractions, I am not 100% consistent. Part of that is because I sense in the moment that if I were to punish her, she would have a very negative reaction and maybe want to stop DS. She says not, but that is my sense in the moment. Um, so, okay, that was a lot. But so... I guess to start with, some that stands out is she says that she feels confident, beautiful, sexy, and more powerful since becoming Diaz. Um, I guess I would wonder, do you see that in her? Because if you can observe a positive change in her as a result of Diaz, then um, I think that would be pretty powerful testimony to the impact it's having, right? Um... I feel like I've definitely um, seen changes in you, in in RDS. Like, do you feel like you've it's been like a palpable or tangible difference in me? Yeah, definitely in your like behavior. <laughs> I didn't just mean. <laughs> what? I didn't mean like that I like behave better. I mean like do you feel like you can feel positive feelings for me as a result of our DS? Like has it improved our relationship in an observable way? Yeah. Um, and so I guess my assumption is that if DS isn't right for somebody, then you wouldn't feel that like new, tighter emotional connection and all those new positive feelings if they just weren't into it, right? Sure. I think there's a pretty easy answer to what you've read so far. Um, you've got to tell her your, uh, what you just asked. you got to tell her your doubts and uh, be consistent with the spankings. And then you've got to just trust her to say she's into it from there. And, like, keep checking in, but... I think that's the only thing you can do. Um, if you were inconsistent with consequences, uh, do you think like some of these things, like, um, do you think that I would struggle to submit more, um, struggle to complete my rules, potentially complain about getting punished when I do get punished, or feel shocked when you do decide to punish me? Yeah, definitely. 
Um, well, that's the other thing. Like, if you think punishing her is going to be too far, um, and you need to communicate that. Like, if you feel like she needs an excuse, you've got to communicate why you're giving her an excuse. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. So, like, I broke a rule, but you think I broke it for a justified reason. Or even, yeah, yeah. Or, and that's another thing. If you think she's just, like, too upset right now, like, say, you broke this rule, you're going to be punished, it seems like um, you're kind of in a bad spot right now emotionally, so we're going to wait, but we're going to address this later. Right. Um... Yeah, so I guess that's like a really good point is if you're feeling like she broke a rule and uh, you're not, it feels like overkill to punish for it, then there's gray area between doing nothing and not addressing it and punishing. Um, and of course, there, there's like levels of punishment too. Um, so, I mean, we have rules that are like more minor and so... Um, like we pretty much do spanking as punishment, but, um, there's a pretty big range in severity at times. So you could do, um, it sounds like you guys, um, are domestic discipline pun or spanking too. Um, so you could do a much more mild spanking than you would do for like a really severe infraction. Um, or, um, or sometimes like you, um, kind of give me like a, almost like a second chance, I guess. Like, there have been times where, um, I can share those, right? <laughs> where, um, like, I've broken a rule, but if, like, in the recent past, like, he has, even though it's not his rule, if he's done the same thing, like, one of my rules is that I can't leave um, clothes in the dryer. So there have been times where, and laundry is supposed to be my thing, <laughs> but there have still been times where, like, he's helped me by doing a load of laundry, but then left it in the dryer. And so then if, like, the day after that, I leave a load of laundry in the dryer, he'll tell me, um, I, you left a load of laundry in the dryer, and so that you broke that rule, and that's not okay, but because I just did this, I'm not going to punish you for it this time, but this is a one-time exception. If it happens again, we're going to deal with it, right? So that's, like, how do I, why do we do that? Um, but we had... I meant, why do we address it that way? It seems like it's psychologically, like it makes a difference in how our dynamic is maintained if it's just verbally addressed yeah. as opposed to um, kind of swept under the rug. And it just adds clarity to me as far as what's expected of me. Because um, if I were to break a rule and then uh, it doesn't get caught and it doesn't get dealt with, then I might keep breaking that rule because... Um, is it a rule anymore? Like, it becomes this weird gray area. And um, I would like to think of myself as a good girl. <laughs> um, I think I try to be. But um, consistency is huge. And a lack of consistency would turn me into, I don't want to say a brat, <laughs> but kind of a brat it would turn me into somebody who felt the need to test because um, I need to know where the boundaries are. And inconsistency means I don't know where that boundary is anymore. And so then I'm going to poke it to see where it's at. Um, and so 
I think that's step one, right? Is you have to. But then also like if you've been fairly lenient or fairly inconsistent, I would address the fact with her that you're going to um, be more strict so that she doesn't feel like it's like coming out of nowhere either. Like, hey, I feel like mm. I've been too lenient. I feel like this is making things more tense between us. So starting this week. Yeah, that's work, a good idea. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. Because um, if it just gets strict out of nowhere, like that might be a little intimidating for her. Another thing I would do is... Uh, when you say she complains about getting punished or can't believe that you're really going to spank her, um, like, drill down on that, you know, in a calm and respectful way, but try and get her to communicate where exactly that's coming from. Because, you know, we're taking a guess, maybe it's due to consistency, but there might be some other reason. And trying to get her to completely explain where those feelings are coming from, you know, may help. And if she keeps telling you that you're reading too much into it, that at some point you just got to take her word for it. It's, it's tough, especially when you're maybe a little bit gun shy about, um, uh, I guess not wanting to like go against her consent. Essentially. You don't want to like force punishment onto her, but it's something that she really isn't okay with the dynamic yeah. of course and i that's the underlying fear here which um i can understand yeah um it's a good but, fear to have um oh yeah like goodness if <laughs> this is a much better dom dom problem to have than mm -hmm. the reverse but um it, it takes a lot of confidence i guess but if you can find a, a way to um like, if she's acting like she doesn't think she deserves it, if you can um, emotionally be in a place where you can have that conversation with her to um, hear her out, let her give you the excuses, maybe. And um, I don't, like, it's not, like, something we have a whole lot of issue with, um, but sometimes I, like, whine about, I've, like, whined before about why, um, I feel like something is like kind of mean or, uh, why it feels unfair or I'll, you know, like give what I think is a reason and he thinks is an excuse. And, um, we address that before the punishment happens. And, um, and I guess, so that it helps in the long run because, um, in part, if I, if I'm like clinging to some kind of like loophole or excuse and then he addresses it as being an excuse, um, that can help me get into the mindset of like, oh yeah, that is an excuse. Like, like one, um, a more specific example is, um, the, that same dryer rule. It's harder when it's like little things like that. Um, I, it's been a while ago, but, um, it said, something like I can like just restart the dryer so that they won't get wrinkly and then it's not like that's the answer to this and like his response to that was essentially like it's not about that you can't fix this it's about you not paying attention to what we had agreed on and um like you, you know your focus just not being there um and I think we've had that one too about like because I'm supposed to close like this like the dog treat container 
um, so that it doesn't dry out. And again, it's like, well, I'll just close it. <laughs> and um, again, it's like, it's not that it's that big of an infraction to leave that open. The issue is that it's symbolic of the fact that my focus isn't on um, my submission and what is expected of me when I start slacking in those ways. And so, um, like, he's essentially just, a, like, verbally addressed me. I'm not punishing you because you forgot this thing. Like, this thing doesn't matter. What matters is that your focus is on our rules and is on prioritizing the commitment we've made. And for me, that just, even just saying that now, like, my stomach just kind of, oh. Um, so just kind of being reminded of what the actual heart of it is really switches my perspective and then once it's like oh right so it it's not that like i made this silly mistake it's that my focus wasn't where it needs to be and so we're gonna fix our focus so that i can regain um commitment this commitment we've made and that seems so much more serious and so much more meaningful that then i'm able to absorb the punishment and like really um I don't know, take it in and like learn from it as opposed to like just, you know, he's like overreacting to this and this is stupid and, you know, it, it helps. Um, so you might be able to help address it by just hearing her out. Um, but it also like once she kind of hears her own excuses out loud, it might help her to recognize that it's an excuse. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would really say that we've done extensive research. Would you? No. Um. I think when I like think of like DS research, um, I guess I primarily think of kink stuff. Um, and we don't do like rope bondage or um, I guess we just don't do that much that seems like kink wise that seems to require that much research. Like um, before we bought butt plugs, like we like Googled that, like what kind of lubes can you use with these and how quickly should you go and and things like that. Um, when we first got a flogger, uh, we looked up like flogging techniques and um, things like that. But um, when it comes to like the majority of our relationship, as far as um, I guess like how to be a submissive or how to be a dom, um, our like quote unquote research is just Tumblr, like reading blogs of people sharing their experiences. Um, and I think like we've we've both had experiences of seeing things that like, oh, this is a neat idea or like, let's try this. But um, I don't know. Like, do you think it sounds bad to say like, because there's a lot of articles out there like, this is how to be a submissive. Um, we really pick and choose from that kind of stuff. Like um, that kind of stuff always strikes me as one person's opinion on the ideal way to do DS. And we've always picked and chose. And so... I guess my point is, um, I wouldn't say we've extensively researched DS. Um, we've tried to find a little bit of a place within the Tumblr community um, to just kind of get ideas and to, um, like, a lot of times, like, reading other submissives' um, feelings and reactions to things helps me to understand myself a little bit better. Um, but... It is hard, though, because there's a lot out there that I'll read that's like, this isn't me at all. Or um, if you're somebody who struggles with needing to feel accepted, it can be hard to read things or like, these are the 
10 ways to be a good submissive if none of those speak to you. And that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I think with you saying that she's like shy and reserved, I can understand pretty easily why she might be scared to go out there and just Google DS and see all the different things that people are doing under the umbrella of DS because some of them might scare her. Like, honestly, some things like, like, I, I don't know. I have a lot of limits and I have a lot of anxieties and stuff. And so like when we first found Tumblr, we had conversations of me finding like just endless things like this scares me. Do you want this? (laughs) Like, um, so we had a lot of that. And like, to be honest, like on rare occasion, I still worry about that because it's like um all these people are into this thing are you sure you don't need this right like we've and so uh if she's prone to reacting that way it it might be really hard on both of you if she starts feeling insecure like she's not doing enough or um isn't like being the quote unquote right type of submissive. Like, even though there are like certain things where he's told me explicitly, I don't care about this element of DS that other people do. If I still end up like reading a lot of about it, even if it's not something I want to do, even if it's something that scares me, I can still sometimes get in that headspace of, um, well, she's a better submissive than me because she can do that. And I don't. And he has to remind you, like, I've told you, I don't want that. (laughs) Like, um, so I think that can be really be a double-edged sword. Um, I think like I'm more engaged on Tumblr than you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I'm really on Tumblr for the most part for the sake of research. For the most part, I'm there for, um, community and acceptance and, um, it's kind of a social thing for me. I think much more so than research if I'm really being honest. That being said, <laughs> if you are on Tumblr or you are um, looking at things that you think, you know, won't scare her and might interest her, then, of course, like, send her links to things. Like, what do you think of this or what do you think of that? Like, um, I think, like, we're kind of at a place where we're pretty happy with, like, the major core of our dynamics. We aren't really doing that anymore, but... Um, when we were newer to DS and newer to Tumblr, we did that. We, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And we had those conversations all the time. Um, but at the same time, I do understand that if, even if you're tossing her ideas, if she takes some and leaves others, it can still put you back in that headspace of, well, did she just take it because I offered it or does she really want it? Um, but I don't know. I think that's just one of those things that, that's just kind of how it goes. Like, um, and I think, like, I've I've struggled with that. With, um, did he say yes to this because I asked for it, or um, did does he really want this one specific thing that I asked? And it did help when, um, he like threw like some specific things my way, and that we embraced. It did help a lot, um, but. I think what's kind of a little bit in your favor for that is that she is the submissive. And so (laughs) if she is doing it 
um, because she can tolerate it and you like it, that's submissive. She's submissive. Well, and to be honest, I think almost everything that you've recommended for our dynamic, when it started, I was just doing it because he wanted it. But that doesn't mean that, um, that I wasn't consenting to it at all. Um, because if he were to suggest something that I couldn't do, I would have said something. Um, but so just like as one example, when we started orgasm control, uh, that wasn't something I was particularly into. Mm. Um, well, and it's still not like a major kink for me, but it's something, um, I've grown to see like significant benefits of it in our dynamic. Um, like it helps me to feel owned and, um, I like him having controlled my body and, and things like that. Um, but I didn't know that it would feel that way until we got into it. Um, and I think that's kind of a nice benefit of being a submissive is that um, you can sometimes start out just doing it for him and then you find personal meaning in it yourself. And um, that the, the fact that he suggested those things doesn't at all take away from what I get out of it. Um, okay, so then the last um, part of the ask said, uh, admittedly, it's sometimes difficult for me to take her over my knee and give her a real spanking because she forgot to ask permission for her second glass of wine or because she didn't complete one of her chores on time. I want to be firm and consistent, but we are pretty laid back and fun with each other. I don't want it to become so super serious that we, stuff, we snuff out the spark with super dommy dom behavior. I suppose I'm still finding the balance between when to be laid back and when to enforce. I feel like we're in a pretty good place with it, and I, but I worry that perhaps I should be more consistent. But at the same time, I think being too consistent would be too strict for us. I'm curious, how did you guys find your balance? Hmm. I think we are, like, very laid back. Like, I think, I, I hope that comes through a little bit on the podcast. Um, we, we're not super, like, uptight at all. Um... Yeah, I, I like I totally get this line of thinking, um, and like that fear of. I I think you both. It sounds like you both. Have do struggle with not wanting to uh, lose what like that core of what your relationship was before. Um. um for us. I think we found pretty quickly that being strict on the rules is what worked for both of us. Um, and I think that just kind of worked out because um, I wanted them, I, I was going to be strict if I was going to do it because otherwise it just kind of seemed. Because you had that fear he had of it being a game or it being role play, right? Yeah. Well, I don't even know if that was a fear. It was just, uh, if I'm going to do this, this is how I want to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think that happened to work out for you. That's what you wanted to. Um, I think that's I what I needed. Yeah, that's what I meant. But I understand it might be different for them. Um, so I think really the answer to this is... Um, I guess I mean you don't want to you don't want to ask her like <laughs> do you want a spanking for this punishment mm 
<laughs> but uh, I think at least you need to communicate. You don't want to communicate your hesitations, but I guess you want to communicate your decisions and why. Mm-hmm. So, like, I assume the second glass thing, she asked permission for the first one and um, and not the second. So, uh, if your dynamic... Well, and that's the other thing, too. Is it, it, it may... If you've been inconsistent, she may genuinely not know yeah. where the line is. Um, so, maybe she thinks that it's essentially I'm allowed to drink today after she asks permission for wine. Um, so with something like that, like if you expect it to be for every glass or every bottle or whatever, um, then or not bottle of wine, bottle of beer, <laughs> but so you got to make sure that um, your rules are explicit. And then is there any way to, to go other than to just enforce whatever you have both agreed on. Yeah, yeah. I do I I guess my overall advice would be to sit her down and say I want to try um doing this very strict and we're going to both do what we say we're going to do like full stop. And it may kind of seem silly in the moment that you're getting spanked for something so little, but it's not about that thing. It's about the commitment we're making and, uh, and communicate that, you know, you've struggled with not wanting to be too domly with too, uh, you've struggled with, you know, not wanting to extinguish your playfulness together and just say that to her, say that you want to try this but if either one of you feels that this is changing your relationship in a way that you don't want it to, then you can try something different. Right. Um, and it seems like kind of your your underlying fear with um, being strict on the rules is that you'll push her to a point where she decides to drop DS entirely. Mm. And... I think, like, my take on that is that that's um, mostly just anxiety. Because um, if you've been doing this two years, um, that's the other thing I wanted to point out, is that two years is a long time. Um, I hear from a lot of people who try DS with their partners, and I think, like, if you make it two years, like, <laughs> that's all. If she were just faking all of this and not getting anything out of it, I think within two years, um, you wouldn't, like, be... Ha I mean, I understand you're having concerns about it, but um, I think you would be having more um, obvious problems, and it would, like, be genuinely not working, and it would be clear after two years of trying. Um, but that was a side point. What was my original point? <laughs> um your your fear is that being strict will make her shut down DS entirely. But clearly, you've got you've had it going for two years with how it is now. So why would going like you know half a step farther as far as being strict make her completely erase where you've been? Wouldn't you just take one step back and then stop being strict, as strict? Um, you wouldn't have to erase the whole thing because it's not like the whole thing wasn't working. Yeah. 
Um, and so, uh, I think part of like what we've done is we've tried to like, um, like do some trial and error on things. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think part of it is feeling like it's okay to try things and if they don't work, take one step back instead of erasing all of DS. Um, cause if you're two years in, you know, some of it's working for you. I, it seems to me that two years, the core of it is working. Um, so you just got to figure out the details. Yeah. And I don't think, like, I think it's probably not an all or nothing thing. Like it might, you might worry it is. And I think it's probably to have a natural fear that maybe she's like uh, building up negative feelings about DS or might if you're more strict. But I think as long as you like have this kind of discussion beforehand and do check-ins, like when you... If you chose to do this advice and you are, uh, like, more consistent when you would normally uh, let things slide um, after you spanked her, like, well, before, maybe explain that. Like, where one would normally slide, say, you know, we talked about how we're going to be more consistent and this is one of those times. Right. So I'm going to spank you now. And then uh, afterwards, like, check in. Like, I think, like, uh, like, we've had conversations, like, I just straight up said, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Um, because uh, there have been, like, super, super emotional punishments before. And um, it gave you a little bit of pause. And mm -hmm. so, it's like, are you, are you really okay with this? Like, I understand you're emotional because of what just happened, but if it's emotional in the sense of, like, you're... Uh, not okay with what happened, then let me know, you know. Um, and that's never been it before, but I think it's normal to sometimes worry about that because um, it's kind of an emotional, dramatic thing sometimes. Um, um, so to kind of wrap this up, uh, I mean, this all sounds like uh, certainly not like a, a case of like failing DS. It's just a um, a matter of details. Yeah, I, I think so too. My gut on this is that it is right, and it's just a details thing. Um, especially, you said there's no doubt it has enhanced and consider consider no doubt DS has enhanced and considerably improved our relationship. So, I don't think you would feel that. If um, if it was a one-sided thing, sorry about the dog, if it was a one-sided thing or um, if, if it, you weren't having mutually enjoyed power exchange, you, it wouldn't enhance your overall relationship. Um, so I think that really speaks volumes. Um, okay, so that was like a super long time to focus on one ask, but we just thought it was interesting. Um, and thank you for sending that in. That was in a non. So then we had one come in like kind of last minute today. It was like perfect timing from um, love0491 on Tumblr. Um, and they said, um, does anyone in your real lives know that you practice DS? Um, how do you feel about hiding it? Would you ever share with your close friends or family members? Um, if anyone has ever suspected or asked, would you confess? Nobody in our real life knows 
Um, I feel fine about hiding it. Why? Um, cause it's nobody's business. You <laughs> want it to be their business. Um, uh, something I think is interesting is a lot of times people um will talk about it and call it closeted, which of course mm. um seems like uh almost a gay reference. Um, and obviously. I've never been gay, so I can't pretend to know what that's like, but um, it doesn't feel like it's, um, I don't feel like it feels like we're living a lie in the way that I think it must if you're hiding the fact that you're gay. Yeah, my fear is not um, fear of being like uh, mistreated. My fear is alarming people with uh, uh, worry that I'm abusing you. Yeah. Um, and, and is just of people not getting it. Yeah. Um, I think, I think part of why it's easier for us to hide it and to not, um, to not feel like people are like prejudiced against DS, I guess, is, um, we unfortunately have people in our extended family who have been in violent relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, I think probably much more than is you, than is normal. Like many couples, many of our family members have been with abusive partners in the past. And so we have that like unfortunate experience of um, knowing that somebody is in an unhealthy relationship, but they are consciously choosing to stay with that person and how helpless and absolutely awful and difficult that is to be really really worried about somebody and there's nothing you can really do about it because they're an adult and they're choosing to stay with that person mm -hmm. and um <laughs> obviously we don't think that is at all what we're doing but because there is the the stigma out there that ds especially when it's a male dominant and a female submissive um probably especially because I'm very shy and reserved in real life. Um, people think of me as like quiet and shy and meek. And uh, again, it's a prejudice, but I'm kind of the type of girl I think that people could see being with an overbearing toxic asshole. <laughs> and uh, I just, I, it just makes me sick to think that if, Potentially somebody who loves us and who wants us to be in a good place might worry that what we're doing is not safe or that I'm not safe and happy and healthy. I would hate for them to worry about me the way that I've worried about people in my family who are genuinely in abusive relationships. It, I just can't. It's just not worth risking that to me. Um, would we ever share with somebody if they asked? Um, sure, if they were, like, cool. Yeah, it would really depend on who it was, I think. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, although, I don't know, like, I think I would still worry that, like, it would get out, the word would get out. If yeah, that would be person. another thing. It would be somebody that, like, trust would take <laughs> Yeah, like, there are, there are people in our, like, little circle that uh, I think are open-minded enough to where they wouldn't judge us, but they kind of like to talk. <laughs> mm. And so even if I trusted them, if I didn't trust them to be like a wonderful secret keeper, mm. uh, I would not 
tell that person. Um, part of me would like, like the idea of being able to talk about it to a real, somebody we know in, in person, person. Mm-hmm. uh, does kind of sound nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I've like flirted with the idea of telling one of my friends who is very open-minded and who, if I'm totally honest, I've almost wondered if she has submissive tendencies. Um, but I, I don't, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't managed to. Um, and so then um, the other thing is um, we wanted to kind of update on our, like, Blooming Sadomasochism podcast, right? Correct. Um, so in that podcast, we had talked about how we had reached a new point in our, like, sadomasochism play where, uh, how do we say that? <laughs> Um, starting to hit you more and harder. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, we it had just amped up to a new level of pain, and it had kind of uh, we had to like kind of stop and reassess that. And so we had talked about how we were planning to use, uh, excuse me, instructor one forty four's um, like one to ten calibrating mm-hmm. pain scale thing. Um, so. How has things went? How have things went since then? <laughs> How has? I think we had that conversation, um, like shortly after we had a little uh, static, um, and so I've like I've pulled back the amount in general, mm-hmm. um, but uh, not every time. But a lot of times I've used that system, what is it, calibration? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think it works good. I think more often than not, I'm surprised how low the numbers are. Mm-hmm. Um, so you said we have, we've been doing statistics making less. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think that is? Or do you, do you have a specific reason for that? I obviously don't have a conscious one on the tip of my oh, that's interesting. mouth or tongue. To be honest with you, it surprised me that you were conscious of the fact that it has pulled back. I wasn't sure if you had realized. Um, and so, but so, uh, it has been really interesting. And I think um, part of me wishes that we had done the calibration earlier, like way before we worried about like hitting mm-hmm. um, my limit or whatever. Because um, I think it has been entertaining for both of us to recognize... Um, that you are surprised at the numbers sometimes. Like, I really, um, when you aren't, like, specifically asking, um, I guess my tendency is to just kind of assume you know where I am, which is kind of silly of me. I don't know why I think you're a mind reader. Um, but and, and it's not just in one way or the other. It's not, it's not just, um, oh, I'm surprised it's so high. Like, that has happened. But then it's also been, really, this is a two? or or So it's worked both ways. I, I think it's almost always been the... The lower, yeah, yeah. I think it m- much more so than the opposite. But um, someone's a drama queen. <laughs> what? I am not. I'm teasing you, of course. Um, <laughs> uh, it took me a second to even register what you were trying to say. Um, but so that has been interesting. Um, how do you feel like it has? Um, change how things feel for you like are you do you feel like you're enjoying it as much or 
Sorry. <sighs> Do you feel here as satisfied as you were before? Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. I guess, like, it's still... Do you feel like you're still kind of processing your sadism and stuff like that? Yeah. I don't... I guess I feel like I should have a way better answer for why I, I pulled it back a little bit. Um, it just hasn't called to me as much lately. Because, I mean, we've always kind of had, like, ebbs and flows in, like, how frequently we play and how frequently we do different types of play. So do you think it's possible that you're just a little bit in a lull with it? Yeah, it could be. could be the novelty we're off for a little while. Hmm. Like, because I'm sure, like, you can understand why Yeah. my worry is that it's less fun for you now. Yeah. And <laughs> Sorry, he's so sleepy. Um. Yeah, we just paused the recording and I tried to think about it more. And I really do think it, it's one of those uh, novelty is temporarily worn off. And that sounds harsh. Like, it, like it'll come back like, yeah like we always kind of like phase through different types of play i think it was just the the timing of it mm, uh, yeah concerned me a little bit now we're back to butt stuff <laughs> <laughs> spanking kind of is butt stuff <laughs> um okay so we're good right yep um so, as always, um, feel free to send us things for another podcast. If it's super duper long, we might make like 45 minutes of our next podcast about your question. <laughs> um, okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>